couch party. It's a couch party. It's a party on a couch. Couch rounds with party. It's the couch party. We're on a couch. Couch party. The theme song is over. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Cultural Collective Couch Party Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen D. Holmes, as always. Uh, we're back. We've been away for a little while, but we're back. Um, I'm very excited about today's episode. Um, before we get to our, our guest today, uh, I just wanted to give a big thanks to everyone who came out to the uh, Huron Sound Music and Art Festival um, on Saturday. Uh, it was a great day, lots of great music, and uh, we had a great turnout, lots of great people coming out to take in the festivities. Um, so I just want to say thank you to everyone yeah, who came out to uh, share in that, and everyone who, all the volunteers, the musicians, artists, uh, everyone involved in making that happen, all the sponsors. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, it was a fantastic time, and we're going to look to do it again next year and keep it going for as long as we can. Um, sitting with me today, I'm in Blythe. This is our third or fourth episode on location. Um, I just saw her on stage uh, in a very, very funny show. Very, uh, it's touching too. Um, it's called "The Birds and the Bees." So um, with Nora McClellan. Thank you for pronouncing that yes. properly. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of an issue in the uh, program. Oh, it's just it's become a big joke. We're having yeah. a good time. It's spelled Nora McLennan in the program, yeah. so I, I get to be two people. <laughs> um, they're always scared when Nora McLennan shows up, but yeah. Nora McClellan is really nice. <laughs> so let's have fun. <laughs> been a sweetheart. Um, so yes, uh, actress, you've been on stage, you've been on screen, you've been on... Uh, Kind of all over. You've been in... Well, you grew up in Vancouver, correct? I did. I grew up in Vancouver, and I started when I was eight um, on stage, and then I moved um, I moved away pretty young. Um, yeah. So um, my first show in Ontario, I was, I was 18 or 19, and it was at the Grand Theatre in London. Okay. And uh, I, I... To give you an idea of how clueless uh, I was... <laughs> I phoned somebody in Vancouver, and I said, I don't know where London is, but I'm sure, pretty sure I can go to New York City on my days off. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a bit of a dream. Yeah, just a little just, bit. A little bit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I've uh, spent a lot, of, a lot of my career here in Ontario. Yeah. Um, this is my first season at Blythe, and it, I couldn't have been more lucky than to be in a new Mark Crawford play. Yeah. I mean, wow, it's just been fantastic, and this company is so great. They are. It, this is my first time actually coming to the Blythe as well. Oh my gosh! Well, you should see. Um, Paul Thompson was just in the room, yeah. and Paul Thompson is um, an icon. I I have known him most of my life. I, we've never worked together. He is doing a, 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 a play with Gil Garrett, our the artistic director, about the last Donnelly, right. the survivor, and they. Paul is just like they. They're. Uh, the, it's just like. Um, I don't know what I've been peeking in on some of the rehearsals, yeah. and you you see some things that are fantastic, and you know you're never going to see it again. Mm. But he is the he did the farm show, which is a legend in this area, um, and um, um, some of the actors here I've I've been set some some most of them, in fact, all of them I have been fans from afar, yeah. and uh, so it's so great to finally be in the room with people that I've admired. Um, as much as I have, yeah. it's it's just great. It's always great to I mean, yeah, like my 
one of my professors, John Dolan, yeah. is in the show. I haven't seen him on stage before. So Isn't really he great. great? He's so great. I know. Um, he does make me laugh a yeah. great deal. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some moves in the, the play, too. Uh, he certainly does. Yeah. Um, Mark said that he wanted to write a play where at one point everybody was going to be in their underwear. Mm-hmm. And mission accomplished. Yeah. And uh, um, he... Aside from a play being about relationships, it's also the birds and the bees, and so that takes it. He wanted it to be specific. I think his whole season is a hundred mile journey. Like every every story, the Matthew Dinning story, uh, if truth be told, they all take place in this area. Like uh, we're we're setting uh, the birds and the bees in Blythe. Yeah. Um, and he said he wanted a mature couple to have a romance and it to be real. And um, that they have misunderstandings and that they have their feelings hurt, but it's also yeah. a sex farce at the same time. <laughs> um, the audiences just go nuts, and it's great. Uh, but it's also, he said he was he wanted to write it for the people who were buying the tickets to see the show, yeah. right? And um, those people, I for once, I, I usually play I'm older than I am, and for once, I'm actually playing. Uh, I'm I'm younger than the character yeah. I'm playing. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, John is terrific. Marion Day is terrific. Yeah. This is Christopher Allen's first Equity show, and you'd never know it. He's such, just like yeah. he's so good. It's just so much energy. Oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's just a delight, delightful. Yeah. And Anne Hodges directed it. And we have a we had an all female production team, which was just terrific as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a wonderful experience. It was very. I think. I mean, it's a mat- there was a matinee show today. I think I was maybe the youngest person here, but um, yeah, there was a, like you said, it was kind of for that audience, and there was there would be like jokes and stuff, and you'd see people kind of doing like a nudge, nudge to their oh, absolutely, or... yes. I mean, um, the the people that I'm staying with, uh, Bev and John Elliott, uh, who are great supporters of the festival, um, she said Bev said to me at one point something. I said that's a line right out of the play, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, you know they they they've got a, somebody works their land, and mm-hmm. I've been watching field corn grow since I got here. Yeah. It's, um, so that's really interesting, and I'm very pleased that Gil has done four world premieres in this season yeah. and they're all plays that are that are right here and I mean this is what you're talking about about your collective about being you know bringing the arts into Huron yeah. the Blythe Festival seems to be a big part of what that is and and, um, and I, I've waited all my life to get here because yeah. I for me coming from Vancouver um, it wasn't until I came to Toronto as a youngster that I realized that there were stories about Canada um, that uh, that we weren't just telling, not not, not to negate because I love my Bernard Shaw and I mm-hmm. love uh, um, Shakespeare and, and uh, Oscar Wilde and Noel Coward, but it wasn't until m- m- running into people like Miles Potter, mm-hmm. who's directing um, Bev Cooper's play, if truth be told, um, and Paul Thompson, uh, Martin Kinch, uh, Bill Glasgow, all these people that were starting to run theaters that were doing our stories yeah and it's just so terrific um and i'm so i commend you for keeping that yeah going it's definitely it's it's so nice to see something like that happening where mm-hmm. it is it's something we can relate to i think it is a lot of um for me being from like south here and a lot like i go to london for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and there's a lot of there's not so, so much stuff where you're like oh i can really relate to that but it's i definitely yeah commend it it's so fantastic um, that is, you, you mean, growing up, I mean, you mentioned Toronto, spending a lot of time there, and then, have you found there's a difference being in more of a rural setting as opposed to 
when it comes to the theater community or yeah um, um, yeah it's funny because for a city girl like myself yeah. I've spent most of my life in small Ontario towns um, in these festivals yeah. um, I live in Niagara on the Lake um, okay. which is a festival town um, I'm going to Stratford this weekend um, which is a festival town yeah. um, it's more of a working town though than, than Niagara on the Lake um, I would say that um, I have also spent time at the Charlottetown Festival. There is um, there there is a, a difference, but it's a kind of a cool difference. Um, people like the play; they like the plays that are about themselves, and I think that's yeah. why Gill has very smartly designed what he's done. Um, uh, but um, I think the Birds and the Bees will be a show that will be done in many different settings. Um, and yeah. I think it'll be done a lot um, just because I think it is a show that even though it is written about a farm community it's it's got a universal theme to it yeah. do you know um, but um, there's a great deal of difference I mean at least I found growing up in Vancouver that there was um, this sort of the Canada to me seemed to stop at the Rockies right so being in Vancouver uh, growing up before the age of internet there was a great isolation and People would say, oh, you did that show? Where did you do it? And they go, i say Vancouver. And they go, oh, so nobody saw it. And you go, well, no, actually, a lot of people saw it. They would just have to be in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't Toronto. And I was, so when I got to Toronto, I had a, quite a chip on my shoulder, yeah. I've got to say, about uh, great defensiveness. Um, and, of course, people at that time were like, oh, but the, the director's from New York. And I would start saying, did anybody ask where in New York? And just because they're from New York doesn't mean they're yeah. good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there was still always, always someplace better better uh, to be, yeah. it seemed to me, um, <clears throat> which is not the case. I believe that all of Canada is just terrific, and there yeah. are audiences everywhere. Definitely. Um, sorry, I hurt my elbow, now I'm all <laughs> flustered. Um, so you grew up at Vancouver, um, and you started very young. Was there something, what sort of got you into to acting, or was there something that inspired you, something you saw that you were kind of um, like, Oh gosh! Um, well, my my father, uh, my my father, they were my, my both of my parents were very interested in the arts, and my father had worked in um, in dance halls up and down the west coast, um, into the into the states, in these big band clubs. Okay. So his idea for me was to be a, a singer in a. a in a show like in Vegas yeah. he thought that, that was really what I should do um, and um, I had what I could but nobody knew what it was at the time but a attention deficit disorder okay. big time and we moved around a lot so I was always being taken out of class and sent to go and play with the kindergarten kids help the kindergarten teacher yeah. um, and it wasn't until I got I was in grade three or four and it, um, Merrick Norman who's a terrific Canadian composer his mother uh, Frances Norman I was in her class and one day she took his eye and she said I think I know what to do with you. We're going to put you on stage. And so her her husband was the general manager of the Vancouver Opera. Okay. So my first big show was a 
big one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I, I am. I always have that feeling. You know, no matter where I'm playing, that it's like as grand as that. Yeah. Because um, it was pretty exciting when there's two thousand people in the symphony orchestra and there's, you know, it's La Boheme yeah. and wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a big start. It's a big start. Yeah. So it was pretty pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So um, and in the. For somebody like me who doesn't focus very well, the theater is really terrific for, um, it's, there's lots, lots of things going on, lots of shiny, yeah. lots of, uh, <laughs> lots of things that I can focus very intensely in the moment. Yeah. Um, but, um, there's a, there's just always something new every day in live theater, especially, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's because you never know what the audience is going to be. Oh, yeah. They're the most important and the last character to come into the play, yeah. right? Um, so... Yeah, it's live theater, you know, yeah. so it's fantastic. There's always, yeah, the risk of something, yeah. There's so it's an energy, I mean, you've also done a lot of uh, screen work. You've been on Killjoys, mm-hmm. and, uh, Orphan Black, you've, uh, The X-Files. Yeah. Years ago. Uh. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, would you, do you prefer one medium over the other? Do you... Um, no, I love them both. Yeah. I've got to say. I mean, I don't have enough screen experience, really. Um, um, it's always fascinating to me because I, um, I, I learn something every time about what uh, the camera is. Um, yeah. um, I remember my first day on the set of Killjoys. We were doing something and the director said... He came to me. He said, "Where do you think the camera is right now?" And I kind of looked around. And I went, "Oh, it's behind me." And he said, "Yeah." So when you're leaning forward like you did when the camera was on you, you're blocking the shot. And I said, "Why don't I not do that then?" Yeah. You know. But it was all of a sudden that realization. On Orphan Black, it was a very. Uh, it was a. Everybody shoots something differently. So um, yeah. you know, um, it's and, and, and so it's never. Um, I'm always just fascinated by it. The theater, of course, I'm f- endlessly fascinated by it because I love it. I live on stage, mm-hmm. right? Um, the television world or the film world is is not my home, so it, it fascinates me even more, yeah. right? And how they do things and how does that work and all of that kind of stuff. And the social media involved, right? There's so much um, nowadays, Like yeah. the live tweeting, uh, Kildred is in its second season right now on Friday nights. I won't be able to tweet this Friday night, but Friday nights, I'm up till 3 o'clock in the morning twittering away yeah. um, and you get to know people um, I would now say that I consider some people to be friends even though we've never met Yeah, um, the orphan black, black community is huge it's such a big yeah. um, and uh, very proud to be a part of it uh, my character was only in an episode and a part but it was a rather spectacular let's say ending yeah. um, <laughs> and we're still friends that's the part yeah. uh, but that's interesting about orphan black is um, we still hang out um uh, which is really, really nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan of Warfare. I haven't watched this season yet, but oh, I gotta catch up. I can't tell you how I good know. season four is. So, do you remember who I played? You were because um, I was aged. S- up. Yeah, I was. I was. I was aged up. Right? Friends, right? Yeah, Brenda Birdwatcher. I was from England, season. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so a rather big ending. Yeah, Fair, I guess. I remember reading. I read a. Last night I was kind of trying to do some research and I saw an interview with Maria Doyle Kennedy where she said um, 
the crew was kind of, they were all kind of worried. There's a bit of a fight scene going yeah. on, and you were like, I'm doing this. And oh, yeah, they had a stunt double and everything, and yeah. I said, no, 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 no. And she she said, no, she said, I've already hit you on the head, and yeah. I said, trust me, I'm trained in this. <laughs> um, and so, we, she said, yes, we did get a big round of applause yeah. um, at the end, because uh, there was a lot of, a lot of well, when she she hurt me badly. Oh, no. <laughs> no, not not Maria. The okay. Car- the Mrs. S oh, okay. hurt Brenda Birdwatcher yes. very badly. Yes. Um, and very spectacularly. Yes. I died about three different times. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Alert. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's it's great, but um, but I have to say, nothing beats being on stage. Yeah, I. It's yeah, it's so different. I mean, even just yeah, in in the moment when you're. I mean, there's a, you have the connection with everyone else, and there's just, there's a trust there with. Uh, hmm. I mean, what, so are you an actor? You you are yes. acting as well, so you know, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it is it's great to get that and that immediate feedback. Um, mm-hmm. I, when I watch a show that has been filmed, I go, "Oh, the god, they picked the tape where I, I said yeah. I went out of the accent for one word, or I went, um, you know, or sometimes they just go." Um, we, that's we we ran out of time. Yeah. Or you're not doing it again. I go, but I, yeah. I, 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 I can think, do and Now I understand. Now I understand. Yeah. Um, but. That's always the, <laughs> you finally get it. And you feel like, or I've had that where I I they do your coverage first, and then mm-hmm. you're like not too sure, and then they move on, and then you're like, yeah. dang it, and you're like, can we do mine again? But yeah, no. I mean, if you want uh, some excitement, um, if you ever do, and I encourage the audience to watch Kill Shows because it's fun. It's Bounty Hunters in Space. Yeah. But in the first season, uh, uh, the last episode, um, I got a rewrite just as I was coming onto the stage, and it was two of the three leads. <laughs> And uh, really, it was so. Tell us everything yeah. that you know, and I didn't have, and I had also some, let's just say, intestinal trouble. Oh no! And uh, <laughs> um, I was, I was saying nothing. Like the camera was all on them, and I was going, "Well, there's some nouns and some verbs." And the script supervisor, I thought was going to have a nervous breakdown, yeah. but um, Aaron Ashmore said, "I swear to you, Nora." And it turned to you. You did have it. But, uh, um, and when I watched the episode, I went, oh, the miracle of editing, right? Because yeah. I really was like, it was a full page of stuff that I didn't even, I didn't even know what I was saying. But the same thing in Orphan Black. They give you a dummy script for your audition. So nobody really knows um, what's happening. Right. So we would all be, Maria, uh, Kennedy, Maria Kennedy would go, well, are you... Uh, and I go, I don't know, are you? I yeah. don't know. We had no idea. Um, so, and then and then you go into the minds. That's just what's great about uh, the minds of, of the people who are uh, writing these things. And the mind of somebody like Mark Crawford, yeah. who's writing, I would like to, I'm trying to bring this back to our local scene, mm-hmm. who's writing very much about this this world here in Huron County, which is so great. Yeah. You know, and he's from... A small town, so he knows of which he's, you know, yeah. he knows what he's writing about. It definitely felt. Mm-hmm. You, you get that sense of it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's little lines in there too, like the about the wind turbines. That was like a big, oh yeah, big thing for a long time. And uh, even like, the, I mean, the bees and the crops, and I mean, there's that sort of message behind it too about the bees and. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it is. I mean, we it's been such a learning curve because, of course, down in Niagara on the Lake. It's an agro world down there in wine country, and and yes, we we really do notice that there are no yeah. bees, right? So we're very conscious um, of you know that idea of what Marx is talking about about monocultures that everybody 
Um, I think when they did the farm show uh, 25 years ago, it, they were talking to, about, to farmers, and now they're, the, today's farming world is, you pl- instead of having a little bit of everything, you're planting one thing, yeah. because that's the only way you can make money, right? And so it's one of the characters says, you know, the bees really don't have many places to do their thing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Do you have any, I mean, you, I, you've done stage, you mentioned not having as much experience with the stage, or uh, screen, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a sort of like acting kind of bucket list? Is there anything you'd like mm-hmm. to, to do or any roles? or? Uh... I've been so fortunate um, that I've already played uh, some really, really great parts. Um, there's some I would like to do again. Yeah. Um, because I was maybe a little young when I hit them the first time. I would like to do Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf again. I would like to do God's Spirit again. I would like to do um, more Michel Tremblay. Um, There's a lot of Canadian playwrights that I have not, because I spent so many years at the Shaw Festival, and until the mandate was expanded, there were very few Canadian plays, so I spent a great deal of my life... um, in a corset pouring tea um, <laughs> and and talking in a very nice British accent. It's a very um, good accent. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> um, but um, um, so there are certain plays I, I would like to do a lot more Canadian work. Um, it's, it's fascinating when you're in a room and the playwright is living. Um, yeah. Um, I was telling Mark Crawford that I was in a play by Morwen Brebner, who's now the showrunner for Saving Hope. Um, okay. And uh, it was one of her first plays. It was called Music for a Contortionist, and we were doing it directed by Ida Holmes at um, the Tarragon Theatre. And my character talks to the audience a great deal. Um, well, she talked. In fact, it is a cabaret show, except it goes in very different directions. But at one point, Morwen, I was doing a run-through, and Morwen was writing something down, and I, I, Nora, stopped, and I went, what are you doing? And she went, um, uh, what? And I said, well, I'm talking to you, and I don't think that, you know, could you just not be yeah. writing? And she went, oh, I'm so sorry. And I kept going, about ten minutes later, I stopped, and I went, I'm sorry, you're the playwright. You're alive. You're <laughs> yeah. probably trying to write something. I am so sorry. I felt so stupid. I said, I, I forgot you're, that you're, you know, I said, you're usually dead by the time yeah. I get to the... And so I'm, you know what I mean? I was really embarrassed um, for my behavior yeah. and also that I wasn't recognizing that she was working. Um, and uh, so... I've learned my lesson from yeah. that, and uh, <laughs> luckily that was about a few years ago yeah. now. So, um, so Mark was free to cho- you know change anything he wanted, yeah. um, and uh, and we ch- made changes right up until, and that's that's part of the process here as well. Made changes up until open night. Yeah, you can see what's working. What's not yeah. Working. yeah, it's his play, yeah. right? This is the first production, and it was very exciting when Gil came out on the first preview and he said you guys are seeing this play for the first time and we had no idea what was going to stick or what wasn't going to stick do you know what I mean it was like okay you know (laughs) it's very cool it is I just I did um, my first kind of I guess original play on the summer I did the Fringe Festival and Oh yeah, she's a young writer. One of her first kind of plays, and there's I think we, you know, going through it. She after she's like, okay, we can add some stuff, and there's things. I mean, there's little, little. We added a. We also had to fuck a lot more than it was in the (laughs) play, so I think she had to kind of note. 
how yeah. many times yeah. would I have that? So. <laughs> yes, um, Gail, Gail would like to say yeah. that word, but uh, in, we're in the birds and the bees, but she says GD. Yeah. Like, uh, she, uh, it's Earl that would probably throw out the, he throws out the F yeah. word quite a bit. He does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more uh, sort of question before we get into a little more goofy stuff. Um, you mentioned yourself uh, as a young actor coming here and not having much idea of that. But um, do you have any advice or... Uh, maybe not for young actors, but for aspiring actors, anyone who wants to kind of... Yeah. Um, I would say do a lot of reading um, and not just plays, but a lot of literature. Mm-hmm. Um, the great actor-director, the late Neil Monroe, um, had a list of novels they weren't they had nothing to do with the theater but he said really if you can if you can read these 25 to 30 books you will have an understanding of the world condition mm-hmm. um and um i always thought that, that was really uh, great advice um, and also to read books about the theater. I always recommend to young actors to read Moss Hart's book, Act One, which is a play about being a writer in New York oh. in the 30s. It, it never fails to slay me. Um, it's about how he met George Kaufman, and they wrote a play called Once in a Lifetime and how it changed his life. And um, and and get involved with as much theater as you can on any level, mm-hmm. like even, even if you're not at school. Um, I w- was very unorthodox. I didn't go to theater school. I went to New York um, and took a class with my teacher, Uta Hagen. Um, uh, but it was like I'd already been on stage, so this class was not teaching you what stage left was and what stage right was. This was just getting into technique. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that for anybody who wants to be in the theater, my boyfriend, for example, he... he um, he works in IT, and up until a few years ago, he would work, uh, you know, he said, he said, oh, I was in Sweet Charity, and I go, what? <laughs> you know, and so, because he was doing theater, uh, yeah. community theater, and stuff like that, because he has that streak, and, um, and such an interest in, in the arts himself, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's really cool, so if you are aspiring, and the great thing about the theater is, you can start at any time, yeah. um, uh, you don't have to be young, you can, you know, and there are the other thing that I love about the theater is sometimes people come along and they've been doing it for 50 years and they somebody's been doing it for five minutes and they come in and blow you out of the yeah. water. You just go, what, the what? And you don't know anything and you're still that good? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. But yeah, lots of reading, lots of studying, and lots of watching. It's always great just to watch how yeah. actors... What, and uh, Uta Hagen said when you're looking at an actor on stage... Don't be judgmental, but go, what is it about them that... It's like anything in the, in the mirror. What, what is it? Why do I like that actor? And it's probably because they're doing something that you like about yourself. Mm-hmm. And what is it that I'm not liking about that actor? And it probably, again, mirrors something about yourself. That yeah. you, so it allows you to go, oh, yes, I see that. Maybe I'm anticipating myself, too, but I sure see it in that person when they're doing their scene mm-hmm. work. But maybe <laughs> I should go home and look unto yeah. myself, you know? Yeah. So that would be my advice. Take classes, study. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so next thing we're gonna do here. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't wait. I mean, these have been these have been some softball questions I've been tossing you. I uh-huh. think. So I'm gonna hit you with some some hard hitting rapid fire questions. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? I am thinking I'm ready. <laughs> All right. What's your comfort food? My cup soup. Soup. 
Yeah. Any kind? Any kind? Almost any kind. Yeah. yeah. I have to have soup two or t- three times a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite type of tree? A favorite? Yes, I do. Yeah? It is the willow tree. They're, oh, so nice. Yeah. They just, they, and, and if you want to get spiritual about it, it's like they, they will surrender to the earth, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, cats or dogs? Dogs. dogs. Oh my gosh, dogs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite time of year? It used to be the fall, now it's spring. For sure, yeah. it's spring, yes. And I don't know if that's an age-related thing, but um, after winter, as soon as I see, the, when you start to see the little tiny yeah. bulbs coming up and the, um, you know, the magnolias or something, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like, um, and in Vancouver, I was born the cherry trees, of course, right. and it's just, like, spectacular. So yeah. now it's absolutely spring. Coming from the left coast, I have to say, um, the only <laughs> thing that I brought with me was my temperate, part of weather so I I spend a great deal of time complaining that it's either too cold or it's too hot Mm -hmm. Um, and that (laughs) means that I probably have about what in Ontario four days that I really enjoy today being one of them (laughs) (laughs) Um, are you more glass half full or glass half empty I like to think that the glass is half empty because I've just drunk it Mm. right Mm -hmm. so it's sort of full but it's empty at the same time because somebody I've just it's a, I'm a narcissist clearly so um, <laughs> so the glass is half empty but it's just because um, some somebody or myself has just drank it a drink yeah um, what makes you laugh? funny funny makes me laugh um, I would say that I watch comedy a lot. I like I spend a lot of time on YouTube, a lot of time on Netflix, and I just watch comedians. Um, it's my hobby, um, it, deconstructing comedy. Um, so, um, somebody like Mitch, the late Mitch Hedberg, uh, for example, yeah. um, slays me. Louis C.K. slays me, and I love the fact that he throws his material out. Yeah. When I'm having a bad time in my life... Jerry Seinfeld and Stephen Colbert and John Stewart come to me in my dreams. Yeah. I swear to you, yeah. they come to me and they tell me I'm killing it. <laughs> and I go, thank you. And then I wake up and I go, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, you know, so it's like the opposite. Yeah. Um, so um, um, Sarah Silverman, um, the great, Maria Bamford, uh, yeah. her new show just was just so off the wall and great. Um, the Ghostbusters movie um, made me very happy, especially for Kate McKinnon. Mm. Um, so I, when somebody just is funny, but they're also slightly off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. That so so uh, you know um, I would say, uh, um, and look these people up on YouTube: Nichols and May, Mike Nichols and Elaine May. Um, Satirist Mike Nichols being one of the great American film directors um, and theater directors, mm-hmm. Elaine May, who's still alive and kicking. Elaine May wrote and directed Ishtar, and I tell you, if you don't think that the movie is funny, you're crazy. I know people said, said it's the biggest bomb in the world, but it's just yeah. funny. Um, and so, um, you know, so that things that just make me laugh are people usually, when we tell stories here at the theater, it's usually the things that when we've all embarrassed ourselves or get into trouble. I mean, I, we had a, a 
a ping pong tournament last night, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know I was going to participate, but as I said to our stage manager, if I'd known, I would have bathed, and I also would have worn underwear. Do um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And she went, what? And I said, full commando for yeah. the ping pong tournament. Um, you know, so <laughs> that makes me laugh about myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... You a morning person or a night person? Night, absolutely. Definitely. Night. Yeah, yeah. I can't do morning. Yeah, no, I suck. And in fact, poor Chantal, our stage manager, um, I was always bargaining for an extra half hour yeah. in the morning because, um, you know, it's about 11 o'clock. Well, it's also because of working at night. Yeah. Um, I usually, around 2 o'clock in the morning is when I can start to think about... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel so, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Um... Do you believe in Bigfoot? Do I believe in Bigfoot? You're yes. From the West Coast. Have you ever seen anything? Yes. No, but I like the concept. I was just reading about this recently that yeah. Bigfoot is blurry. That's why all <laughs> the photos are. Don't you love that notion? Yeah. That Bigfoot, him, he or herself, is just a blurry figure. So that's why all the photos look the way that they Always do. Looking. So, yeah, I think I would have to say absolutely yeah. yes to Yeti. <laughs> do you have a. What would be your spirit animal? Horse. Horse. And uh, last question here. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite song to dance to? Um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Um, from the I Am album. But believe it or not, uh, Slim Shady, yeah. um, Lose Yourself, uh, Eminem, Marshall yeah. Mathers is my guy. Um, so uh, I often play that. Uh, I've got it on my phone, yeah. and I so I often play that. Uh, when I played Mama Rose in Gypsy, that was what I was. I was in my earbuds listening to that, and all of a sudden I get a tap on my shoulder, and I go, "Okay, give yeah. me the dog, let's go." <laughs> uh, so I well, anytime that that comes on, um, yeah, the dancing going. dancing will be involved. Yeah, <laughs> are you wearing underwear for that? And I would be wearing underwear yeah. for that, but I would also have a serious affair with Marshall Mathers if he were to offer himself yeah. to me. Yes. Maybe he's so, listening. Yes. Oh, yes, Slim, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, please stand up. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's about going to wrap it up. We're just going to do uh, plugs and uh-huh. recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, so the show, there's a few shows left. Yes. Birds and the Bees. Yes, yeah. Um, we've got five more performances until August 6th of Birds and the Bees. There are also five more shows of uh, Our Beautiful Sons, the Matthew Dinning Project, which I cannot recommend enough. Mm. The Dinning family themselves um, uh, were on board with a, a, a beautiful show about losing their son in, mm. in the war. In Afghanistan, and um, if truth be told, you can't go wrong with a Beverly Cooper play. And then we get also the great; these are shows that will be opening um, in a couple of weeks. Um, if truth be told, by Bev Cooper, and uh, Paul Thompson and Gil Garrett are doing the last Donnelly about the Donnelly son that survived, um, um, and um, that's really. I mean, I I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, There's a lot. There's. I I wish I could tell you where we're going on Wednesday night, but I think it's Morris, 
and there's a guy that's got a restaurant there, and then he has an artist in his barn okay. that plays music. If I can find out from somebody, I'll text it, and you can yeah. put it, plug it in. But we're, they found this guy. They went, and he has a restaurant, and it's about 15 minutes from here. <laughs> and then he brings up people who just play from... Eight o'clock till whenever in his in a barn <laughs> down. So we're on Wednesday night. We're all going for dinner and then going to see some a musician, whoever happens to be around, yeah. do some stuff. So there's I'm really excited about that. Yeah, um, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Killjoys. Yeah, Friday nights on Space. If you if um, um, and season one is available on uh, DVD. Um, it's got a great cast and it's really funny and, um, yeah, they're, it's, uh, they're lovely people. And again, the writer, uh, Michelle, the showrunner, Michelle, who did Lost Girl as well. Um, and Emily Andrash did season one and she's gone on to do Winona Earp, uh, which is okay. a huge success. Um, their brains, it's like John and, and Graham from Orphan Black. I mean, they've got brains that you just go, what's going on? Yeah. in there wow you know what I mean like uh, it's really that to have that much of a mm-hmm. yeah it's very very cool awesome um, you can also follow Nora on Twitter yes at McClellan Nora McClellan not McClennan yes oh, for, oh no if she's horrible that McClennan <laughs> well yes and if you are a Killjoys fan we do live tweets um, and um and we we do have a lot of fun. We have some rules that I won't say here because people yeah. misinterpret that. Well, the, one of the rules is no pants, but of course that's just. I, I, I kind of hope it, it's not serious. But then, then whatever our snack is, usually it's old Dutch potato chips because the lead character is, is Dutch, right. um, and uh, then whatever drink that Pre would be making at the bar. Uh, so uh, and uh, we have a great time tweeting, yeah. uh, just like, tweeting with <laughs> with the fans. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, this has been a great pleasure, and I really am so, I'm, I'm glad to support um, everything you, that you do to have the arts be in your area, yeah. right? It's really important and vital, so mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm thrilled for you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, yeah, for doing this and agreeing to, to see me after My this. pleasure. Yeah. And again, the show, it's, yeah, so funny. That's great. And, <laughs> yeah. It's, I, yeah. I mean, I just saw it, and it's... You're just laughing the whole time, and it's and it is you 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 care about the characters so much too. And yeah, I think that's what what really sets uh, Mark um, well not apart from other authors because people write comedies all the time. But I think that 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 having um, characters be not it's not a sex farce in it. It is a sex farce, believe it or not. There there is <laughs> sex in the show, ladies and gentlemen, um, and uh, but. Uh, that they they are real people. Yeah. Uh, that you believe that, and that's something that's really lovely, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Definitely. Um, also, uh, it's the collective. Uh, we have Nerd Nights and Open Mics coming back soon. Uh, we put those on hold while the festival is going on. Um, but you can always check in with the Cultural Collective on Facebook, uh, and you can like our page there, and uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at SHC Collective. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Stephen T. Holmes. Um, and if you have any questions or anything you want to get in contact with the collective, you can email us at cultural.collectivesh at gmail.com. And uh, thank you again, Nora. Thank you so much. Yeah, nice. Pleasure to meet you. You as well. We're shaking hands. Shaking hands. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye.